Hello everyone and welcome back to Full Kit Banter. A lot of action this weekend again, but we'll be turning our attention to what is Champions League final dress rehearsal, Chelsea against Man City, and I think a lot of people were surprised by this weekend's result. I don't know if the three men joining me today were, but welcome back guys, BK, Sasha, and Nathan. Um, I just wanted to get, Nathan, we'll start with you, I wanted to get your opinions on the game itself and... Personally, did you feel like the title was going to be wrapped up for City this weekend and kind of how pleasantly surprised are you that it's gone on another kind of match day? I'm super happy, um, to be honest. Like, uh, me, like a lot of other fans, were quite expecting the ribbons to turn blue this weekend. But yeah, it was another shade of blue that really stole the, 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 the show. Uh, it was a little bit of a surprise win. Uh, I could say that... Um, I felt that City kind of threw the match in the end, but um, from a United fan's point of view, that was perfect. And it gave us that kind of motivation to really dig deep and um, strive to, to get that win uh, against Villa this weekend. So, from my opinion, yeah, it was a, it was a great weekend for us. Um, for Chelsea as well, I mean, uh, everyone's looking forward to that, to that big UCL final match. And, and I think this mm-hmm. really gives them some uh, confidence booster, knowing that, you know, they actually have... Uh, the team to I mean the teams weren't exactly probably what we're going to see in the final but it will definitely be a confidence booster for Chelsea and uh, for for a United fan it's always good to see City lose so yeah (laughs) hey just a bit of a just a bit of head games and just one more question how kind of worried were you because uh, for all the listeners Nathan was texting us during the United game how kind of worried were you that after all that kind of good work by Chelsea United were just kind of like going to throw it away on their own uh, frustrated um, but it's quite it's become kind of a, a thing for United this season you know slow start you guys actually, almost start <laughs> a goal behind right yeah. it's like you guys start with the, the one goal handicap but to be honest actually United were really strong in the first 10 minutes so it was once the kickoff started I was thinking okay we, we actually have a chance to you know we're going for the early goal sometimes United does that but uh, right after that like uh, we slowly let Villa back into the game. After 15 minutes, they they started growing. They started to, to attack more. Ollie Watkins was all over the place. I think he was probably their best uh, player until he got sent off. You know, um, so yeah, uh, to to see uh, us go down one nil at at the halftime was quite tragic. Uh, and and I was already like I told you guys I was like oh my gosh disaster. But I could feel that we would come back in the second half and we did so. Yes, it was uh, overall uh, kind of the United script, yeah. Well, there we go uh, from a United perspective. And now I want to turn the attention to our Chelsea boy, Sash. Uh, and Sash has been kind of relishing talking about the tactics behind this game. I know we do bring up stats and tactics um, quite often on this on this show, something we're really proud about. You know, it's not just he says, she says. Um, but Sash, I wanted to bring you in and, and kind of talk about the tactical transformation and tweaks that not only Tuchel made, but almost the lack thereof that Pep made going into that second half. Why don't you kind of walk us yeah, through firstly, that? Firstly, I want to apologize to the listeners because um, unlike my three other correspondents or rather three fellow podcasters, I did send them like a, a, a screenshot of what I'm about to delve into. But for the listeners, you know, just try to imagine it in your heads. So City basically lined up in a 5-1-4 formation, which I think was to combat the back five formation that Thomas Tuchel have has been, you know, employing recently. 
because it's sort of like a like for like matchup, you know. So, but in attack, as you can see, um, Rodri kind of played in this holding midfield position, which basically it's very similar to the position that Calvin Phillips plays for Leeds, which is uh, so in attack. City will transit to more of a 4-1-4-1 formation with Mandy being the left winger. So he will transit from left wing back all the way up to the, the left wing position essentially and Sterling kind of tucks in to form that midfielder behind I'm going to bring the, up that, uh, that, that paper okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can visualize it. And what yep, go um, Guardiola did so well was okay because Kante, he was the main kind of guy who who helps the ball transit from attack to defense. So what he did was he instructed Gabriel, as you can see from, from the paper that I, I sent to you guys, that Gabriel yeah, Jesus. Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel yeah, Jesus. just to make that clear. Mm-hmm. He, he was the guy that was supposed to shadow Kante and to prevent him from, you know, because what Kante does so well is he might not be that brilliant of a long passer, but he does very well in running the ball out of defense. So if you place a guy who's shadowing him on Kante, it kind of negates that influence that Kante has. And, well, in attack-wise, yeah, Aguero was the main outlet, okay? And he could easily have scored, he should have scored the, the first goal, oh but boy, Sterling, we'll, we'll yeah, but Sterling kind of episode, took that off yeah. him. And then there came the penalty, and I was like, all right, that's it, man. Aguero's going to score his... 16 out 16 goal out of 22 matches it was uh it's quite an astonishing record against Chelsea and then we all know what happened he decided to be a little bit too cute with the Paneka and I saw Mandy's eyes man he yeah. felt like he couldn't believe it he just kind of plucked that out in the disrespect yeah, yeah he was he, he, last he, season he man. was like really bro yeah <laughs> and he plucked and that I, out I, of I it, think yeah. going back mm. to going going back to Aguero's stat right I think that had a huge part to play into why he was so cute. It's because he's so confident against you guys mm-hmm. that I don't think he would have tried this against anyone else, especially even at 1-0 up, but yeah, go go on. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys know this, but he's actually trying to challenge Rooney's record of the most goals for any player to score for a certain club, for one club, I mean. So I, if I'm not wrong, wow. he's currently f- four or five goals behind Rooney. So oh. if he scores that goal, he'll just be three goals behind and who knows? Could have fooled me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? He could, you know, exceed Rooney's record by the time the season ends and it just so happens yeah, to be his last season. very well finish it. Yeah, so going on with the tactics. Um, so so basically in attack, City transit from a 5-1-4 to a 4-1-4-1 formation, which is very similar to how Leeds United play. So basically, you put all your trust in Rodri, who is technically a, a brilliant passer and reader of the game to help distribute the passes to basically City's front five, if you can include Mandy in that. And so, City got the best of Chelsea in the first half. They kind of dominated almost every position for the first 35 minutes. And then, you know, after they got the goal and all that, and after Aguero's missed penalty, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, it kind of reminded me of the game that we played in season 16-17 when Conte was in charge. So what happened in that match was, it was exactly the carbon copy of what happened in this match. City dominated the first half. They got the goal, which was, which was an own goal by um, Gary Kill, if I remember correctly. And in the second half, they should have scored the second goal, but De Bruyne somehow managed to hit the bar from about four yards out. 
And then from then on, Chelsea just came back to win the game. It was the ultimate smash and grab game for me in, in that particular season. And it was pretty memorable mm. because it kind of cemented Chelsea's lead in that title race. And evidently, it became one of the defining factors of the season on why Chelsea managed to win the title. And it just so happened that the game played out exactly like that because Thomas Tuchel actually saw... I mean, if me, like someone who's like... He's a couch critic can see what's happening on the pitch. You know, what what Tuchel did at halftime was... Okay, he said that... Oh, um, and another defining factor was Christensen's injury. I mean, I hope he's okay, but... He got subbed off at halftime and he brought Zuma in. And whatever Zuma might not have in terms of, you know, maturity of thinking in defensive position, he has made up for it in pace. Because Christensen, yeah, he reached the he's game the well, best, but he's not he's actually the best athlete you have in defense, in my opinion. Mm, exactly. He's super yep. athletic, yeah. And so with that change, that allowed Tuchel to make the following changes. So basically, if you refer to the section which says after Tuchel's halftime tweaks, it kind of shows that, you know, Mendy is bombing so far forward when City were in attack. So, Thomas Tuchel actually identified that the main source of creativity and the main source of outlet in that position was Rodri. So, what he did was he asked Aspie to press Rodri, both Aspie and Ziyech actually, to press Rodri whenever he's in possession of the ball. Because with Zuma's pace, he's allowed to, he, he allowed Aspie to have that little bit more freedom in terms of not being so shackled in, the, in defensive responsibility. And what happened was, yeah, the, the goal actually, I mean, Chelsea's goal actually happened because Rodri lost possession. He got dispossessed by Aspidicueta. And after that phase of play, Ziyech actually scored from there. And that was when the tides turned for Chelsea because Rodri didn't have anyone to pass it to because he was being closed down so frequently. And that allowed Kante to actually to to be a little bit more defensive as well because he was being caught out of position in the first half because he was the guy that was supposed to spray the ball short but because of this halftime tweak because of Ziyech was being asked to defend a little bit deeper we managed to kind of match them up in midfield mm. and then we dominated them and yeah say what you want about Timo Werner about being a adequate flop but I think that's his 10 for 11 assists in the Premier League this season. And for me, yeah, he might not be scoring goals, but actually he's he's actually contributing in terms of assists. Oh no, I, I, I 100% He can't score a goal without an assist. Yeah. And... Like, no, no, he, he... Just hold that thought. Like, Werner has been one of the your most, I would say, influential players in terms of bringing other players into the game, which is ironic because he was bought as... The f- like he was identified as your goal poacher, but mm-hmm. it appears that the one thing he can't do right now is score consistently. Despite yeah, scoring the irony. That's the, the irony yeah. of the but his season. I've so said far. it. I've said it from the start of the season. Yeah, I take the mic once in a while. I'm like we all do, but his running and his directness has caused teams so many problems. I I don't know how many penalties he's won already. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a great point you brought up, and I think. Um, once yeah, just, just one more point about touch, Werner. It's going to be even more dangerous. Yeah, well, just one more point about Werner because, yeah, this is when I, I wish I really have one of those tactics bot that they have in Sky <laughs> because I would have just highlighted Werner uh, on the board and I would just say that he's running actually because we know how much how good Laporte and the and you guys know how much I love Diaz, right? But 
he was constantly harassed by Timo Werner throughout the entire game in terms of Timo's running off the ball it kind of dragged Laporte and Diaz to the point where they were out of position and this kind of sums it up in you know the Marcus Alonso's winning goal yep. because of Werner's off the ball running it dragged Diaz off where he was supposed to be in, in that position and I, I, I'm trying to sound that sound like you guys know where I'm pointing to but just imagine it Diaz was supposed to be a little bit closer to where uh, Ake was but because of Werner he was a little bit out of position which kind of gave uh, Alonso the space to run in and score that goal it was also an incredibly intelligent run he, he yeah. checked back and, and, and yeah he scuffed it uh, I mean I joked about this before we started recording but you gotta make your own luck sometimes and I think that was mm. one of the situations where he did he took a chance um was it was it Chancelo or at at right back? Uh, could, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Some, basically, think someone him. didn't mm. track uh, Alonso, yep. and mm-hmm. Diaz had his mind uh, occupied, occupied with yeah, he was occupied. with Werner mm-hmm. and 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 um, someone else. But yeah, he made his own luck and deservedly got the goal. Yeah, and I think the reason why Alonso scored that goal was because he scuffed it. <laughs> I know it was. I mean. Technically, it was a brilliant finish. It was very Ozil-esque, but we know everyone and your mom knows that he didn't mean it. Yeah, he just but got that shot. it is what it is. Like you take, you yeah, take but what you it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah we, take exactly. those, we take those. We take those. Gotta make your own. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was cheering madly, man. The game was, I think, it was almost two a.m. Mm. it was like at like the last moments of the game, and I was screaming my head off. Did you watch it with your brother? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> believe. He was he was filming when Aguero missed the penalty, and I was like, "Bro, we're gonna win this, man! We could feel it. We could win this." Yeah, which kind of makes me feel like it's the exact same feeling I get about City winning the Premier League. Eh, sorry, not not only the Premier League but the Champions League this season because I don't know. It 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 kind of feels like you know when Chelsea went on that Champions League run in. Yeah, that for their only Champions League win, it kind of feels like it's fated, you know. Aguero said that he's not going to leave Manchester City until they win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And although Tuchel does have Pep's number f- for like a total number of two times this season, the law of average says that um, City are going to win the Champions League. You're know, doing, a, you're doing a classic Mourinho. You're doing the little little <laughs> horse who still needs milk. Like, Of <laughs> course, you're going to downplay your chances, but I, I really think it's going to be... It's going to be a real chess battle in that final. And I mean, um, mm-hmm. my, my man BK, I wanted to bring you in on this, okay? Like going into that final, right? How big of a psychological impact do you think this result will have? Or do you kind of just feel like, eh, like Pep will just take it in his stride, you know, like no big deal. Um, Premier League, although it's with them losing and United winning, you know, it's still up for grabs, kind of. But in his mind, maybe he's just... Looking at it as looking at it as like okay, we've got a few bucks in our system. Now we can work on them after this result. Do it. What do you Pep, think? If Pep loses it, he he's gonna go like reverse bolt or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> like it's, it's it's impossible for him to. You can't lose this like lead right now. It's like crazy if you. Oh do. no no no! Not not the lead, but like as in this result. How do you think he and the players will take it in their stride? Do you think they'll be? Annoyed, or they'll just kind of look at it as like, okay, uh, we, we've we've seen kind of Tuchel play his hand, and now we are able to 
kind of iron iron out all the deficiencies in that performance? Mm, yeah, it could be mind games. Uh. You know, Pep, oh, Pep being Pep might be overthinking the situation also. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he'll do fine, to be honest. And bringing that... I, I think he he did say in the post uh post match interview right he said like at least I did what they'll have a preview on how Chelsea is gonna play for the UEFA final. Yeah, the yeah, timing was also really like just perfect. I would say right after the draw was made, then you match these two these two up. You couldn't have gotten a better dress rehearsal, in my opinion. Sorry, Sash, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just to continue your thought, BK. Like, yeah, you were right about the whole pet tinkering again because. I was quite surprised that Pep decided to match um, Chelsea up man for man. I I felt that, you know, it's the opportunity for City to seal the title right yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I thought just also. Play your, your full squad. And which is the point that I want to bring up to you guys. Like, do you, you know, it's been a hallmark of Pep's uh, or rather City's um, Champions League journey for the past few seasons that whenever he comes up against a certain opponent, who plays a certain way that Pep, like, instead of going with what he does, like, the tactics that he knows best and what the players know best, he kind of tweaks things a little bit. And more often you can see that it, it doesn't really go well in City's favour, you know. Um, I, can, I can bring you back to City's Champions League feature, uh, matcher, matcher, match against uh, Lyon, where he also tried to mirror Lyon's 3-5-2 formation and it d- didn't really work out for City because they have, have never played that formation until that particular time like why does Pep want to tinker so much when you can just play the strongest 11 play the 4-3-3 formation that City have been doing so well in steal the title right there and then and yeah you can just play about with whatever formation you want because the league's already been so honestly up. it's baffling to me and honestly because like mm-hmm. City has has they honestly they don't have to fear anyone. They have such a strong squad, and when they play the style that they are comfortable mm-hmm. playing, they usually win. They're like they're so hard to to manage. Their ball movement is so good. Everyone knows where they're supposed to be. And any team in the league, if you look at them right, City they play the best positional game. Like their players all know how to move forward in transit to attack, and when it's time to defend, they all move back really well as well. And they have the capabilities in each position. So whenever he tinkers to the point, especially the I like where you brought up Leon, it's it's baffling because the players look a bit lost in this new formation. They don't really know how to yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Where their man is gonna be running, and and so then they they can't transit well, and then they end up like causing a calamity. They they leave one man free, and then yeah, it's it's really baffling to me. And I yeah, because because when the lineup came out, I was looking at it formation that City was rocking with and I'm like what the hell is this formation because you had like four attackers you had one midfielder and like I think the only person that was comfortable playing in that formation is actually Rodri mm. and Cancelo and Mendy to a certain extent because I was Sterling was actually dropping quite deep to form that midfield pivot so you kind of had a midfield pivot of Rodri and Sterling and we all know Sterling is not a centre defensive mid but he was asked Far to perform from it. <laughs> that duty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you could see, going back to to the phase of play where Chelsea scored the goal, Sterling was actually a little bit too far ahead of Rodri because Rodri was trying to find an outlet to pass to, but he had no one because everyone of uh, 
City's front five or front six, or whatever you call it, they were being marked. And you know, Pep, what what I think one one praise that I have for Pep this season is he's actually kind of prioritized defense first. And yeah, like from the earlier seasons of the season, you know, City were not scoring that much because they were trying to build a strong foundation in defense. But in this match, I felt that he was a little bit wrong in terms of persisting with this formation. He could have just, you know, subbed out one of the offensive uh, front four or front five and brought on maybe like a Gundogan or Fernandinho to kind of show up that midfield and kind of give Rodri an outlet to pass to, like a sideways pass and everything, but he didn't which was what led to Rodri's mistake, his dispossession in midfield, and ultimately led to City's loss. But, yeah, I, I it, it was strange to me why Guardiola decided to, to play yeah, this mean, weird formation. And Pat, man. Do you think that it's a little bit... Yeah, do you think that kind of Tuchel kind of got a little bit inside his head? You know, like the early season... Like the early match mind games because... Oh, oh definitely. I definitely. Know, or, or do you think that it's... Like Pep set up this this way because he didn't want Tuchel to have, you know, a, a sort of a, an early read on how Pep Reverse was going to uh, set up. I'd go the with the latter. Final. Yeah, I'd go with the yeah. latter. I think both managers are notorious for like kind of for for better or worse. They are notorious for like thinking outside the box, being very innovative, being very, um, like kind of new wave, I guess. And I. I can't imagine Pep would have done this against any other opposition. Like if you if they didn't play Chelsea this weekend, I'm like ninety percent sure they would have stuck with what they knew and they would have won the league there and then. But against Chelsea, he was probably mm-hmm. trying to figure out maybe it's something he's always wanted to try and he thought maybe I can surprise Tuchel. And to be fair, like you said, if Aguero tucked the penalty away, we would be yeah, having a very different conversation mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's Pep. He's like a maniac. He's our favorite ball <laughs> fraud. He just does what he wants. Plot, plot um, twist though, like he he actually asked Aguero to miss the penalty. This is, there's no way to help Pep pass Aguero <laughs> to like a panenka, dude. Like, it's like but, conspiracy, yeah, conspiracy uh, theory, bro. <laughs> he inserted that mind game into Tuko and now Tuko is like, I'm going to walk all over him for the UEFA finals. That's, okay, like, we're, we're going to come, we're going to circle back to that conspiracy theory, albeit a little differently, but I wanted to go back to Sasha's point about kind of why Pep started tinkering and when. Um, you guys might think I'm absolutely full of shit, but I'm just going to say it anyway. When Pep was at Barca and Bayern, right, despite not winning the UCL at Bayern Munich, he very rarely went against the mould. He would usually play with the personnel and the formation that he was very successful with, both in the Bundesliga and the Champions League. The one time, I feel, that kind of all changed was when he played us, when he played Liverpool in the Champions League quarterfinals. City were actually the better team, I feel, um, over maybe three quarters of that tie, we battered them in the first half because of exactly the way they like they stuck to the way they played, and we ripped them to shreds. Second half came around and they they took a more defensive approach, didn't let us press high up, but the damage was done already. Second leg they were by far the better team, but they just weren't clinical, and we were. Mm. Next season rolls around, once again the better side against Spurs. But they just got done so badly by Son. And obviously, we all know what happened in the 94th minute or whatever, 90-something minute when Sterling's goal got ruled out by VR. If, buts and maybes, yeah, sure. But 
these are all like really fine margins. We'd be having crazy different conversations if, um, like I said, these fine margins didn't happen. So perhaps it's because of these two results where he's gone okay, especially against English opposition, which they come up against quite often. Okay, um, I've been burnt before, kind of playing the same style I do, um, in the Premier League and in Europe. So now I'm specifically specifically gonna tweak my team set up for Europe. And obviously the one that sticks out is the Lyon one. No one could quite, can quite understand that. Um, if you guys could kind of refresh my memory, they kind of did something similar the year before. Or was that Tottenham the year before? I think before? it was Spurs the year before. I think it was. Okay, so which which kind of makes more sense then with the Lyon thing. Because maybe they got burnt before. And also because last season's Champions League was a one-legged tie. And to be fair, this season, he hasn't really done anything, anything crazy. Like, against Dortmund, they, they set up the same way. Against PSG, yeah, they, they kind of rode their luck a bit in that first leg. Um, but he didn't really tweak too much. So I think it might have to do with um, just like a one-off. Like it might have just been a one-off with Lyon. And um, might also have to do with playing against teams that are in the same domestic league. Once again, it's Pep. He's like notorious for overthinking, perhaps. But I, I like I said, I think a lot of the narrative. It's nice. I mean, as a pattern to it. But at the same time, I feel like it's very, very fine margins, and we we'd be having a very different conversation if certain things fell their way that night. <laughs> but do you think that Pep, you know, after experimenting with this formation, do you think he'll use it against Chelsea in the final? can't imagine he would I can't imagine he would um, I really don't know I, I couldn't even name you his starting 11 man let alone his formation so I, I really don't know and in the time to come obviously I, I don't hope that um, either side suffers major injuries I think we'll be I want to see both teams at their absolute best in that final but let's say um you mentioned Rodri a lot earlier. If Rodri is injured for that for that match, he would have to pre- pretty much drastically change his setup. So it's a bit too early to tell. They do have, but I can't yeah, imagine. Have, um, I can't imagine he'd go with that. Subs. Like I, the bench is quite strong. They can like just first. play like Gundogan or Fernandinho in that position. It, it doesn't really oh, weaken their squad, that or their front eleven to be like mm, precise. Mm. But yeah, I mean to to answer your question, I don't believe he would pull the same move I'm with, I'm with BK in this camp I think it's a um, little bit of gamesmanship mm-hmm. I mean it's not like Tuchel won't tweak the formation a little bit as well because oh, it was basically yeah, most of Chelsea's B team playing that same formation yeah I saw Billy mm. Gilmore yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, was very right, interesting what the hell mm-hmm. so um, yeah I think that kind of wraps it up for what what happened? How how pleased are you with oh, your, how it, pleased are you with was, the with the way you you? Yeah, I was fully expecting an L, and um, <laughs> if not for Aguero's no, shenanigans, really? it would have been an L, and this kind of really helps Chelsea a lot in the race for top four because yeah. it put us in a really strong position, and uh, yeah, what what it was in our favor this weekend because everything found in our favor because um Spurs, West Ham, and uh, Leicester lost. Yeah, mm-hmm. so 
Big Sashi the third right now. I'm right. I'm right <laughs> with you there, buddy. The, the I just, only thing I just that pisses me off, you guys, because I think we're gonna wrap up this one. Yeah. But I'm just gonna show you guys. Like, do you think it's still gonna end with City's uh season or what do you think for the last three? What games? do you mean? United oh, to steal? No, I'm kidding. United to steal. <laughs> I wonder what the I wonder what the odds are for United to win the league. Hey, never say never. Wouldn't man. mind a cheeky punt <laughs> on that. <laughs> nah, I think that uh, yeah, wait, City wait. are playing Newcastle next. Uh, there's no way that. Okay, I mean there's a slight chance. Newcastle on holiday yeah. mode. Newcastle. If if the Arsenal, uh, if the Liverpool draw didn't guarantee them safety, like th- their win against Leicester mm-hmm. is like yeah, they're they're chilling. They right are now. kind of like, I like to use the term on the beach right now. You know, their flip flops are mm. out. They their sunglasses on. They're just playing for fun right now, and I believe City will do the job because oh, and yeah, correct me if I'm not wrong. But United have to win against Leicester and then against United and against Liverpool. I mean, that's not out of the question. But you guys are gonna have to play Leicester and Liverpool back to back with one day rest in between. And now Maguire is, I feel like he's out for a long while because is he? Yeah, he, he was subbed off. Yeah, he hobbled off. Yeah, he was subbed oh. off and he was pictured with, uh, you know, one of those bootstraps or something that you kind of wear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. the match. So there's no verdict on how long he's... I Whether he's going to be out for a long time or whether he's going to be fit for Leicester, but I highly doubt so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So United It's all just Ole yeah. trolling. He's, <laughs> saving, he's saving him for us. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much... Mm. Uh, I actually have one more question. I just thought about this, right? To this is to anyone, so either of you guys feel free to jump in. If City, okay, we're, I guess we're all assuming City will win the league, barring an epic collapse. But if City do not win the Champions League final, right? Would you guys classify it as like a failure of a season, having come this far? I know it's almost absurd to say a team that wins a domestic double has a failure of a season, but. We all know City wants that UCL. That's the real prize they want. So, if they fail at the final hurdle, what what do you guys? What, how would you guys classify it this season to be for them? Hundred percent epic fail of gargantuan proportions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the like, meaning the league is bread and butter to them right now. It's like um, is is it? I feel like it's very very <laughs> underwhelming. Yeah. Like I feel like the league has been. Not wrapped up on paper, but mentally it's been done since. Bro, it's basically a uh, end of January. Basically, exactly yeah. the same thing as last season when Liverpool just walked the league. There, there was true. no real challenge That's from true. anyone. But but this isn't yeah. even like you see like right now there's still a semi challenge and it's not even like walking the league, man. Uh, I mean City are like what ten ten points clear. Wait, let me just check. nine. Yeah, nine, it's, it's a United have difference. one game in hand. Yeah, it's I, I know it's insignificant. Uh. I, I, I don't think City had a bad season, but I agree with you, Pascal. I think mentally it's gonna damage them because no, they, they are they, like, yeah, so close to the finals. It, yeah, I, I mean because the the whole reason for Pep's you know the reason why Pep was brought to City was to win them the Champions League and if they don't win, I, I kind of feel that they're still gonna look at this season, yeah, they may have won the double, but you know, it's the Champions like League is the satisfied. it's the holy grail. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like group. not a satisfied finish. Mm-hmm. It's just like like that to them, I guess. A girl yeah. to sign one more season. But um, I, as a Chelsea fan, I think... Yeah, Hart says Chelsea, but I, I, do, I don't know why, but I have this feeling that City are going to win Champions League, man. It's just... 
It's written in the stars. Haha. Haha. Hey. <laughs> Bruh, but like seeing City Parade as travel winners would break my soul, man. Who, wait, wait, who, like... who, who would you want to win? I mean, you're basically in the same position as, as what I was when Liverpool plays Spurs. Oh, Liverpool plays Spurs, right? Yeah. yeah it's um, like... <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, I kind of just hope like they cancel <laughs> both teams to lose, right? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Shout out to UEFA. The finals will be held at Wembley for the All English. Oh, finals. I thought Villa. Park. I thought I thought Villa Park. Yeah, I thought yeah. Villa Park. No, I think I think I, I saw Wembley. Wembley seems a bit sus though, cause it's like, <laughs> child, like it's like London. I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess uh, to answer your question, I would like to see. This is when this is when you are gonna call me out my bullshit. I want to see Chelsea win just so. My man Sash can be happy, <laughs> and he'll admit that Tuchel is a goat. That's that's kind of what I want to see. But yeah, well, I don't, I don't know all what all I have to say about this is, with new information that gets that gets presented, you know, we I have the right to reassess my opinions, which is the reason why I'm never hey, wrong. So hundred <laughs> percent. Nah, guys, it's a uh, yeah, we- oh Wembley, yeah, Wembley will Wembley. Most likely Unfinished yet 19 hours Yeah because ago, it, so. it doesn't make sense To have it in Istanbul When both teams are from yeah, Both teams are English clubs Yeah. No no but London was the England was the one That classified Istanbul As a like a oh. red zone Or something as well Oh okay okay mm-hmm. yeah. Alright boys fast, like, cool. we, we, we good We've kissed Ch- uh, Cities and Chelsea's ass Enough right Yeah <laughs> yep. Alright brilliant Can't wait for the UCL final But yeah Catch us again In the next episode Yep. Question mark. Yep. See you guys. Bye.